This is exactly right. Adulting is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you want to hear more about ways you can actually live your best life, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways you can improve your life. This season on How to Be a Better Human, learn how thinking about death can actually make your life happier, why it's never too late to make a change, and more. Find How to Be a Better Human wherever you get your podcasts. James Cameron loves strong women. That's why he, he yeah, he, he's way into strong women. That's why he married Catherine Bigelow. Oh my God. Catherine Bigelow, because she, woo. Look, then. She'd throw you around the room now. Yo, the nickname for my puss used to be Hurt Locker now. <laughs> I'm hurting on it now. <laughs> Why can't you look at me? Look at me. I see you in the Why? reflection. <laughs> Don't look at my reflection. Look at me. I did not know that. Uh, <laughs> just add that to the pile of things. Then I'm in my learn. husband who's Dutch and I call it the Holland Tunnel because gas is cheaper on the other side. <laughs> and now that I'm married and tired, I call it the Bermuda Triangle. Just get lost, Christopher Columbus, and find your way. Is it haunted? Maybe. It's been a long two years. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, everybody. We're back with another episode of Adulting. We sure are, honey. And today, oh, boy, do we got a treat for you. It's the one, the only, the incredible Shalewa Shaw. Our conversation with her is nothing short of inspiring. You are not kidding, my friend. So sit back, relax, and let's have a little pre-Shalewa chat. Welcome to Adulting. Hey, friend. How you Hi. doing? I'm doing pretty you. well. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not bad. You're not bad. You're coming into this studio. This is just one of the myriad of things that you do. I mean, now you're yes. a full-on boss. Yes. I've always been a boss-ass bitch, though. Did I tell you when I was little? I think I was seven or eight or maybe even nine. Who knows? I um, made a magazine out of construction paper in the cul-de-sac I lived in and would like drop it into everyone's mailbox. Oh my. And it was called Head Over Heels. <laughs> and it was a severed head that I cut out and put it into like a whoa, shoe that I made. Whoa. No, it was like a head that I made. Because okay, I was okay. like, it was very literal. I was like very young. Yeah. And it was just like a newspaper, like a weekly news clipping <laughs> that I would draw of all the things that happened on the cul-de-sac. Like someone's dog was barking. Someone didn't pick up the dog poop. Aww. You know, the flowers are in bloom. And I thought it was so cute and productive. Yeah. But the neighbors asked my parents... To have me stop putting stuff in Make their mailbox. Stop. Make it stop, right? Was anybody like, hey, when is the Christmas issue coming out? I did have a Christmas issue and nobody cared. And it was just like, is Kwanzaa real? That was like my first one. <laughs> nobody cared. And it's just like, how dare you? Did you have anything that you... the Kuchi you... Shagalia? <laughs> <laughs> did I have anything like that? I'm, I've always been a busy person, though. I love community. So that's I think that's where that started. I did participate in a magazine when I was a small child in the fourth grade. My friend John Searcy, naming names, published a magazine and he was brilliant beyond his years. And that was the first time I had ever understood anxiety. Mm-hmm. So he's like, where, where is your story? We're having a deadline. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, I didn't know what anxiety was. You know, when you're a kid, it's just like, whatever. But yeah, I like put in my story he would print it out on his Xerox at his dad's office and kids would just like read it and be like, this is good. All the kids in school loved it, you know? That is so wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it is important to support what your kids do, even if it's silly. Oh, absolutely. You know, like I can't wait to see what these kids come up with. I used to oh, do you're a- see. <laughs> I used to do a- 
Cabbage Patch Kid and Pound Puppy Club. Sure. On Saturday mornings, because my mom wouldn't let me watch cartoons because she thought they were like dumb and American. No fruit roll-ups. No sugar cereals. Oh my gosh. I know. Were you this in is, jail? What was going on? I know. On? <laughs> it was like a Swedish prison. It's like it just looked better than it was. This is the thing. You can't really deny someone something. Like parents were like, no snacks, no this, no that. And then when I got to college, I just like ate everything. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? That's what it's about. So you can't, I, I feel like don't tell you kids, especially with like sex, it's like smoking weed. I'm getting off topic. The point is I was a boss ass bitch and I'm still a boss ass bitch. And I feel like- You have people working under you now. Not under me, with me. You have people working directly under you? No, with me. This is the difference between <laughs> my genitalia and yours. You can't wait to boss people around. Uh, no. I got an assistant for the first time after I told you to get an assistant for forever. And you're yes. like, you're like, I can't do it. Everything's stressing me out. I was like, get an assistant. <laughs> I was like, that was like a year before you got an assistant. I know. People have been telling me that I need an assistant for like five years, but people tell me what to do all the time and I don't listen. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like you should try a cayenne lemon fucking oh, fast. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, people yeah, yeah. are always telling me dumb shit and I'm like, I got this. But there was a point where I did feel like Donald Duck under like a pile of <laughs> gold where I was like, there's just like one finger sticking out. It's just like an embarrassment of riches but you that I could share with no one because yes. I'm tired. Because you needed to like delegate that and get that together. I'm so glad that you finally have Oh my God, my assistant is someone. amazing. Her yeah. name is Alex. She is friendly, but she's really friendly. She's not like fake friendly, which is great. It's true. Um, it's she, off-putting. She doesn't do it. I'm like such a hard New Yorker. And she's like, how you doing? I'm like, good, I guess, bitch. With the state of affairs. She loves dogs. Like, I yeah. am like John Cusack, Di- Diane Lane, must love donks. Yeah, because I've got two big, black, beautiful beauties at home. And they're a mess. And she don't mind, which is great. She's great with kids, which is especially great with me and my husband because he's the third kid. So, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, I always talk about people as like chosen family and it almost feels like that where I'm just like, thank you so much for fitting into my world. Don't ever leave. (laughs) (laughs) Don't leave. Sometimes at the end of the day, I do feel like the Terminator. Do you know what I mean? Just like, again, getting back to the one finger, just like, you don't remember the end of the Terminator? Yeah, of course. It was like Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) You think I don't remember the Terminator? Linda Hamilton racking a shotgun with one arm. Ooh, I love me a square jaw. Mm. Ooh. What is one look that you've always wanted to achieve, but you never could? (sighs) Probably like wearing a muscle shirt out on a, you know, like on a fire escape while playing the trumpet. (laughs) <laughs> Look, I will definitely book you I'm just getting yeah. vibes of like the black dude At the end of Pretty Woman Oh, that's me? Yeah. Oh, He's everybody like- got a story now <laughs> Oh, everybody got a story <laughs> Oh, and the story, story Who is this mystical, magical Negro? <laughs> I don't know, but he did his thing, honey He was the only black person in that movie You love that movie We were, we were arguing about Pretty Woman were we arguing or having a debate? We were having a spirited, ex- healthy <laughs> exchange of ideas. Because you thought it was, remind me what you thought, Pretty Woman. Well, you thought it was not a great look. I for- thought it was a bloated, transactional horrorscape <laughs> and just this <sighs> the terrible worship <laughs> of capitalism and the exchange of flesh and how women are owned. And I did not like that and didn't care and for it. 
think about it. You're better at summing this up than me because I don't remember. You were like, let it live. It's great. We love it. And then everybody who had written all this stuff at AMC to help me out in this argument was like, she's right. She's so funny, (laughs) winning, and charismatic. I mean, I I, I do, like, look, you never know how you're going to find love, right? And so the fact that, (laughs) the fact that Julia was like, I'm doing my job, but then like, you know, she sort of falls in love with this guy and sees how vulnerable he is and powerful at the same time. And same with him about her. I mean... Is a me cute everything though? Um, Like, I think people just like, they are suckers for a me cute. I mean, yes, we all are. Everyone wants to know the story. That's how you end every rom-com too. But like at this point, when you said meet cute, I just, um, I'm hosting a show on Netflix called Barbecue Showdown. And everything is just like <laughs> the other kind of meat. So I'm like, meet cute, right. You gotta get the smoke rings. Um, what about the juices? But yeah, I mean, that is the number one question, you know? I mean, have you ever had like a meet cute that didn't go anywhere? Many years. Yeah. yeah. What was your, what's, your, what's your most memorable meet cute? You know what? I really have to go back to my book, Survival of Thickest, available on paperback, <laughs> and hit up that chapter, Game of Hoes, which really just explores sexuality and body positivity and coming into your own and not being ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, go on, go I on. think any time that I've put myself out there where I have done the first handshake or hello is like a pat on my back for a meet cute. I am really tired of everyone saying that shit has to happen to you. You can make it happen for you. And that's why I always say, open your mind, your heart, and your legs to love. But I think the ultimate me cue was obviously my husband. Yeah. Because I was out on a very terrible date before. Hmm with a guy who was not worthy of my time, but I was in New York and feeling myself and, you know, I didn't necessarily like even want a hand to hold. I was also just like, I don't know how to end this. And so when he finally said all the terrible things he should, I met my husband like minutes later. Wow. He was yeah. waiting in the wings? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's my cue. Okay. Kinda. Yeah. He's like, so do cool. you want to dance? I'm like, Okay. Oh, that's right. You were you were at uh, Bimbe. Absolutely. At Bimbe. Bimbe, you guys, is this like, this is the great thing about New York. There's all these little pockets oh of God. lounges, not necessarily clubs. Yeah. If you want to go out dancing, you don't have to like wait in line like you're in Vegas or like at Disney World. You can just walk up to like a little lounge. It looks like a regular ass door and you go inside. It's a whole fucking moment. It yeah. was an international free every night dance lounge where there'd be dudes with dreads. They'd be white or black. We don't know with the Jerome. There's like yeah. really cool artistic bartenders, cash only bar where you can buy overpriced guava drinks. <laughs> um, you can get spun by seven different tunes. Everybody looks like a backup dancer for Shakira. <laughs> it is just like, it's amazing. It's, it was amazing. Oh, and so, you know, I'm really glad I met husband in that sort of situation and mm. not like, no offense if you're this guy, but the guy at the wine bar with his book and his muscles. <laughs> And his little artisan toast on the same page for 17 hours. I'll see you, bitch. With your red lips and your mom's credit card. I know your game. That Sorry. was very specific. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, I mean, of course, Pantheon Hall of Fame meet cute, me and my wife. Yeah. Of course. Although lately, this happened to me, just a little ego stroke. Went okay. to Grace Parra's wedding. Yeah. Uh, love Grace Parra. Hilarious comedian. And I was in LA for it. And I was there, unfortunately, solo dolo. 
I come out of my hotel in my tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Was it white? Uh, n- no. That's a miss. That's a miss? Yeah. No. Putting on a white tuxedo. Well, just, just Live your best Tom Hanks. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. 11 herbs and spices. Oh, my God. I'm in my I'm in my own bought tuxedo. I own one. Be an oh. adult. Be an adult. Own a tuxedo. Wow. No men's warehouse coupons? No. <laughs> I am. Kohl's <laughs> cash only, baby. Ow. Yeah, yeah. No. So I had the tux. And this lady, she just goes, you look really good in that tuxedo. Come on. You better set it up, Joy. I was like, no. I was I was waiting for my car. And she was like, you look really good in that tuxedo. And I what was like. What does this woman look like? She's, uh, you know, nice looking White lady. And I was like, thank you very much. Tall, short, what color hair? Uh, blonde hair, brown eyes. Um, she was going out for the evening as well. And I was like, thank you so much. And <laughs> occupado, goodbye. <laughs> like, oh you know, God. I was like, that's right. But God isn't that the best it? feeling? Like, yeah. still got it? Still got it was the yes. best feeling. Still got it is the best yeah. feeling. I just said thanks. I just said thanks. That was that's it. That's all you need to say. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need to say. It you, the best feeling used to be when someone recognized me on the street. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's why I was tap dancing for all these fucking shows. But now I'm just like, okay. But like when someone's just like, good for you. You're doing, you're looking good. Yeah. And it's always different for like a woman getting a compliment uh, because it's sometimes just gross. Like yeah. um, I was walking back in the day to UCB in the uh, West 20s in New York City. And this guy said to me, uh, Damn, Ma, I'd love to use you as my coffee table. And it's like, what the fuck, fuck is does that? that mean? Does that mean he's going to put like Rizzoli art books on you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I understand yes. what he means. Yes. Can you please get this Cape Cod Martin book <laughs> off my chest there? But I don't even know what that means. And I was it's like, you're gross. gross. But like if someone compliments you on your style and it's just like, damn, you look good. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm so excited about our guest today. Yes, me too. I mean, every time I see her, I get happy. Yeah. I, I love that. Like, I never know what she's thinking by her face. That's my favorite. She's just like, whatever. She's Atlanta raised. Okay. But I feel like you're so Brooklyn. She's a comedian, um, a writer, <laughs> a co-host of the War Report podcast on current events. She has not one, but two comedy albums. Two. Motherfucker. Yes. And she also just recently appeared on Peacock's new Black comedy, black with the... Bi- Why are you doing that with your hands, Dad? Because the bus down. Bus down. She's on the bus down. Please help us. Welcome. Shalewa Sharp. Pa, pa, that was lovely. Okay. Yeah. Talk to me. I was actually born in Brooklyn. Oh, I you got see, a you can tell. Vibe. Yeah. You can tell. Was this Atlanta business? You can tell. When I was eight, I left my family behind and moved to. No, my family moved to Atlanta <laughs> when I was eight. I was so. like, did you divorce your parents at no, eight? That is no, so true, Barrymore. No, I'm here for I it. I know, I wish. But I mean, they were lovely people, but I right. probably wouldn't have thought of that until like 11. Wait, so are you a wings enthusiast because you're from Atlanta? <laughs> I am not. Wow. Oh. oh, you oh, you different. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Oh, you different. Yeah. I mean, Zach. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're they're lovely and mm-hmm. I wish all wings well. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it feels like so much work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like so much work. And I've got there's so many other reasons to judge me. Let's there's not so go many other reasons to like, judge you? I mean, there are so I'm I'm there are many other things that I'm doing that are prop 
but, problematic. You yeah, feel? not problematic, but probably wrong. Why? Like Such as wings. I, Such as, I no, love me a list. No, Let's I have do no this. problem with you not liking wings. It's more wings for me. Yeah, you no, know what I'm saying. But like, have yeah, them. But yeah, yeah. I mean, by the time we get the wings, I'm just like, Ugh. you know what I've understood? <laughs> hmm. Why do the strip clubs in Atlanta have so many wings? Oh, um, like best wings, best wings, because, you're going, because you're going to be there a while. Actually, I was I was in a strip club, uh, Magic I City, for um, for a friend's birthday. Not that one. It was actually Strokers. Oh, oh, so yeah, okay, yes. I, which, didn't know that. I remember. I remember when it opened. Uh, you remember the grand the opening with yeah. my dad, and we drove by. And my dad was like, wow, they didn't even try, huh? Just strokers? And um, yeah, so I'm there for a friend's birthday. And I watched a man come up to the bar. Everyone greeting him. Hey, what's up? He's like, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? He came up to the bar. They already had his wings ready. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Sat in front of him. Now, the thing is, in Atlanta, the strippers are completely nude. Mm -hmm. Wow. And they serve alcohol. So no. that is wow. that is how uh, they that's would how get there. Yeah, that's in how California, do it. you cannot serve alcohol. Right. Yeah, and some and, places and they you can. can wear, like, little you got to wear pasties things. or yes. underwear, some sort. But yeah, yes. no, we, we busting it, busting it wide open. Bus it. Same yeah. with Florida. No, you yeah, can have exactly. alcohol, and yeah. it's like yeah, it's, it's a lot. So there, you know, the things are going on around him, but he is focused on his basket of wings, of sitting course. at the bar, just cleaning them, just mm-hmm. sucking marrow out, just. Like whistle clean, and I'm watching him just go through this so methodically. Just like uh, here are my fresh ones, here are the remains, and sure. just going back and forth. And then he finishes, and he takes his wet nap, and very elegantly mm-hmm. wipes off his fingers, and then puts that in the basket, pushes it aside, and then turns around in his stool, and then opens his arms up like ladies, like <laughs> I am ready for you now. And I was like, all right, well. I've seen all I need to see. That is yuck. Yeah. After, after you get your it, 16 wings, then you're ready for the table dance. you know that he's going to be there a while. He must tip well because yeah. they already had the wings ready. Wow. So I'm like, I, I can't even really hate because if they love him at Strokers, he must be treating them right. Yeah. Do you know what's so funny? Okay, so I was thinking about this <laughs> if today. If they love him at Strokers, <laughs> they must Look, be treating plus. That was on his gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh you, my god So my husband From Europe um, Doesn't understand That takeout Might be shitty takeout hmm. he's, he's so pure And he's just like If they serve you the food It should be Done well They Why would they Not poke in holes At the top To keep it crispy And oh, shit like that no. And so We ha- we always have Like a phone call With Seamless Or Uber Eats Where he's just like How dare you And I'm like <laughs> You should We're be surprised if it's warm. Right. And I'm just thinking about the person leaving Strokers or any strip club being like, I can't believe those fucking wings were terrible. Do you think anyone is just like, <laughs> absolutely. I'm so mad they gave me all flat tops? Yes, absolutely. Because there are so there are enough strip clubs yes. serving wings that yeah. you can pick. Like, nah, I like that one for the girls, but the wings are tighter over here. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. And so, yeah, you absolutely, I mean, I feel like if you're going to spend that much time and money in a place, mm. it all needs to be right for you. Do you go back to recharge? Is your family still there? Like, um, what's up? My sister is still there, and oh. uh, I do try to go back as much as possible. It was a little rough. We, of course, spent a complete year apart, which was mm. uh, the longest in her life 
of her not being around me. I mean, I had a good three years before she showed up. But then she showed up and Dipping now I gotta read in town. Just throwing bottles and stuff and being weird, standing at the foot of my parents' bed, oh, sure. them out. But then she came around. So we did get together around the holidays and we recently I told jokes on a cruise. How'd that recently. go? Recently it went really well. Um Good. in that it was like a charter cruise. Oh, cool, you know cool, what cool, I mean? Cool, 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 cool. Okay. So everybody there, they were there for a reason. They understood yeah. the assignment. Absolutely. Oh, I've done like the cruises for families that yeah. Are you doing carna- carnival cruise and stuff like that? It wasn't carnival. I don't remember what it was. I really had to black it out. Yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> for cruises for comedians, yeah. you have to do a early show, which is like a clean show mm-hmm. and then a late show that's a dirty show. And so I just completely bombed at the yeah. early show. And then I had to go have dinner with everyone that was at the oh, show no. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. And they're like, Do, you'll get it next time. I'm like, I am not here for this. Yeah. I had a terrible time on a cruise. I'm so glad. You are a unicorn. You are the it first person. It really was the, the luckiest situation. Because, yeah. I mean, it's my first time on the cruise. I had to get baby's first passport. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Where did you, where'd you go? We stopped by Nassau. Cool. Okay. All right. And yes. St. Croix. Yes. Nice. And then apparently cruise ships own little private islands yeah. right around the Bahamas. So we stopped in there and my sister and I went to a cabana that I think you were supposed to rent, but they Fuck had it. already unlocked the Come chair. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, yeah I, I, I literally I saw the woman look at us and just go, yeah, they ain't paid for that. Historically, yeah. they anyway, We're going to let them have that. And I nice. Was like, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, not to nice. circle back to strip clubs. I've also <laughs> done stand-up in a strip club. Really? Yes. Wow, that's In uh, Queens. And there was hot food, which was good. I think I <laughs> did stand-up in that same strip Probably, club. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. Were we on the same show? No, I don't know. We've been doing stand-up for a while. But, yeah. like, I just love all the places that stand-up will Well, absolutely, yeah. It changes your eye. It I, does. I um I've been teaching some comedy classes, and one thing I tell uh, students is that from this point on, every place you go, you're going to look at the corner of that room and go. I mean, I could probably put something there, right? Like a little exactly. piece of everywhere you wow. go. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, what makes a good show space for sure? <laughs> right. What's yeah. conducive to comedy? Yeah, it never will be conducive. So, you guys got. <laughs> it never will. I don't know. No, it's never going to work. But, I mean, it you won't. can see it. Where's yeah. like the, not the worst show, but like the worst venue? Ooh. And Sometimes please don't bad say venues this show can be that amazing. I had you on. No. That? Sometimes bad venues can be amazing shows, though. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like um, intimate and dank, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to say sports bars. Yeah. Okay. Did a, a, quite a few sports bars Ooh. while in the South. And yeah. I mean, you know, if they really want you there, they'll turn off one of the televisions. One. Oh, that's huge. One. That is huge. It won't be the one that's directly over your head. No. God. But it's one like by the kitchen or something. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are usually rough. Uh, I did one in a <laughs> in the sports bar once and... um. Halfway through my set, a kitten crawled out of the PA system. What? So what was that, happened? Was that part was, of the act? Or no, what? no yeah. I wish. Yeah. Because it got a great response. And I was like, <laughs> I'll take you. But the guy who had put the show together kept his PA system in his garage. And they also had kittens in there. I guess some sure. cat had gone into sure. the garage and had kittens. And so one of the cats crawled into the PA. So oh. he drove around with that speaker in his truck all day. Had oh no idea. God. Set up the speaker. <laughs> Still in there, 
Two other comics went before me. In addition right. to him, you know, opening and hosting. Nothing. I start, and the cat's like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, I, I must leave you from there. You walked the cat? You walked the cat? I walked the cat. Not only did I walk the cat, the cat found a home. <laughs> At the show? At the show. Because his wife explained, oh, it's because these kittens in the garage. And someone's yeah. like, I'll take that kitten. No. And I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> no, you are the sealy for that cat. You, <laughs> the sealy? Yeah, you're the sealy. You're the... Oh, oh my the color gosh. purple reference, oh, yeah. everybody. You and I must Did I just, Alex, part. walk you out of the show? <laughs> <laughs> Alice Walker, you guys, I'm trying. I am so tired. Oh, uh, are you not uh, late night? Is it uh, all no, the things? No, 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 no. It's just 20 years of comedy and oh, 44 sure. years of the patriarchy. That's where I'm tired. Just, oh, yeah, that I feel like it. I've been tap dancing and, and, and just like, I feel like a fat ballerina around mm. men's egos. Other than that, I'm fine. Yeah. Especially yeah. mine. She feels very very nervous around me. <laughs> so, wait, wait, I got to know. You started in the South, in Atlanta? I did, yes. Wow. Yeah. What was that like? Fine. Okay. I started in, I guess, what would be considered the alternative part mm -hmm. of it, mm -hmm. which mm. just means that it was an open mic in a dive bar. <laughs> gotcha, uh, gotcha. That yeah, was very yeah. popular, and that's, right. you know, where I started. And then at the comedy club that you could get to on public transportation. Okay. Because most of them... Uh, were way out deep in the suburbs and you had to have a car. And I started uh, with no car. <laughs> wow. Those are some rules too. Like yeah. especially in LA, you need a car too for mm -hmm. the open mics. Now, what are your other comedy rules? Will you date a comedian? Um, I've done it one and a half uh, times. One and a half? Half times? What is it? What's a half day? Well, the point five, he didn't really have much drive. So <laughs> when it came to dating or comedy? Uh, yes. Um, no, actually dating, he had a lot of drive in okay. that he was dating many people Ooh, at once. Okay. Um, but comedy-wise, I think he was one of those that like he had started and was just wondering why the industry wasn't checking for him yet. Oh, God. And I was mm. like, I mean, what? <laughs> like our biggest, our biggest argument was he had talked to someone about doing a show okay. in their venue and that person was like, well, can you do like 20? Do you have 20 minutes? And he was aghast that anyone would ask him if he had 20 minutes. And I said, well, actually, do you have 20 minutes? No shade, no shame. Yeah. I'm just, I don't yeah. know. I have, yeah. I've only seen you in five-minute increments. So right. do you have 20? And then he was furious again. And he was like, do you have 20? And I said, honestly, when I moved here from Atlanta, I had 30, but I had an Atlanta 30, which has now been cut down in New York right. to like Look, a New York that's 12. That's a real-ass comedic <laughs> answer yeah, right yeah. there. Let's yeah. Because it's the currency exchange. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, totally. So it, it wouldn't all translate. And he was just like, yeah. I don't even know what that was at. And I'm like, uh, all right, did he well, talk like that, really? Did he uh, maybe, like kind of. That? That's how it ended up going into my brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love doing comedy in New York City, especially for the clubs, because it's so international. Mm -hmm. Like, you really have to figure out that's your international set I feel like in New York City at a right. comedy club because you have a table from Germany and then a table from Australia a yeah. table from the Bronx a table from Canada and it's just like what are you going to do to make everybody laugh right so right. that's like such a great answer because I don't think a lot of people moving to New York hmm. think any, about that think yeah. about that at all but you know who does do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely well because I'm an old lady so I mean I moved what? to New York at 40 
I was yes. 40 when I moved. And now you're 41. And we <laughs> love Why you, did Shulewa. You do, what made you decide to move to New York at 40? To see how much I loved actually doing comedy. Hmm. Because I started doing comedy at like 37. Wow. And I was like, I really am enjoying this. Let me go to New York and try to stick it out as long as I can, as long yes. as my knees will allow. Yes. You know, yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then... Oh my God, one, acid, two, three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Figure like, it out. <laughs> vitamin D, <laughs> yeah. Just shouting vitamins. <laughs> when you moved from Atlanta, did you move in slow-mo away from a burning house? Like, not look back? Uh, Get your shit. No. Oh, I, uh, I definitely, my second day in New York, I was like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. Um, this why was that? Why, why did because you feel that I way? was just like, I'll go and I'll just, I guess I'll just get me a job and then I'll just what is go. It? I'll all get the, me a job. Right, exactly. When you think I'll just get me a job, you are in no way prepared. You're not prepared. But let me just grab one of these Ma'am. jobs out here right quick. Ma'am. And I mean, I did in yeah, a yeah. reasonable amount of time, sure. but I don't... The delusion that makes you think you can make a whole room of people laugh is the same delusion that's like, let me go on up here and get me a job right quick. But that's you need that. You, you say delusion, that. I say drive. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, but you need... I think uh, it was Fran Leibowitz talked about that you need a little naivety when you're coming to New York. Mm-hmm. She said, like, her first thing that she did was she walked into the offices of the New York Times and was like, yeah, you know what? I would write a couple columns for you if you wanted me to do that. And they were just like... <laughs> So surprised that anybody would do that, that they were like, all right, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's that kind of thing. But don't you feel that way? Like, it feels like you needed that a little bit. Oh, no, I absolutely did need to just be like, duh. You know, I mean, that's how it was when I started comedy. I felt like kind of the way to make it through a lot of the bullshit is to be dumb about it. Hmm. Just like, huh, wow. And then keep going, like, oh, that's, huh, clock it when you see it, and then don't that interact and so get worked up with and, it. And that is such a superpower that nobody yeah. ever talks about because it's just like, that's something you have to figure out on your own, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I love about you moving to New York to pursue comedy at 40 is that... I don't know anybody else that would do that. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And I mean for better because Mm -hmm. everyone talks themselves out of what they should be doing. I always say my most talented friends are the ones that are in a corner second-guessing everything they fucking do. Right, right. And it's these basic bitches that are out here just being like, look at me. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. at any and every age. And it's just like they can't even come close to what we can do. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I love that you didn't talk yourself out of shit. You're just like, let me go see. Because the realization in New York, which is like a masterclass of life and adulting. Yeah. Whether you're 20 or 30 or 40, it's just like, oh shit, how am I going to do this? Is so real. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I, um, I remember calling my parents and talking to them and just breaking down at how, how hard it was. And my parents, now my dad had grown up in New York, he was a, a how you say bed do and or die. I've heard of this. He vintage. was one of those. <laughs> and my mother grew up in middle Georgia and then moved to New York when she was like 18. Mm. Like as they were trying to give her her high school diploma, she was like, thanks, I'm out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and so she had some frame of references to the tough Mm. of just going up there. And I guess I'm a little, I wouldn't say stoic. I feel like I'm emotional. I just don't know if I 
portray it you, a lot. You don't, and I, I love it. <laughs> you so, don't, and I love it. So my parents, even with my parents knowing me since having me, they still were like, who is this bitch? Like crying <laughs> right. on the phone. And um, they were just like, okay, but you're going to figure this out, right? Like, you're going to, are you coming back? Like, what's happening? It's been like a month. And I said, no, I'll get it. I just, it's a lot. It's oh, a lot. And they were like, yeah. okay, all right. Cool, cool. And my mother was like, I know, it is a lot. And my dad's like, well, just do it. This is what you wanted, right? Isn't this what you... <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they are both trying in their own ways. And yes. I appreciate that. And I'm just going to keep going. So coming up at 40, I mean, I say this about myself a lot too. Like, I always think of last best chances. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think I, in 2020, kind of like set myself up for my last best chance in comedy, you know? Mm. And I, because I was like, I'm 40. Like, I really need to... Annie up and kick in. Mm. Did you feel that way too? Because if you're saying you're 40 when you came here and mm-hmm. now you're on bus down, like it's like, it's, I, I mean, I, it's an amazing thing. It's like, actually, I feel a little bit of that now because I'll be turning 50 this year. Yes, queen. And so I'm like, wow. Ooh, I gotta, I mean, we running out of all of the replenish, like we're out of eggs, lubrication, we're running out of all of it. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta, we gotta work it. Well, we can. I love this. And so at 40, since I already started so late and was just in the throes of it, mm-hmm. just in love with it, I was like, yep, let's go. Let's do this. And now I'm like, okay, I, I seem to be in this now. Hmm. You're in it. Um, You're in it. So now what? And I am trying to not be a person who is, like you mentioned, Michelle, like in the corner, just like, I don't know. I'm trying to not be that person. That's yeah. that's what I've been working on yeah. over the past couple of years of just like, you know, you've stopped every other caper that you've started. This is not a caper. This is not a mm. scheme. Mm-hmm. This mm. is not just something you're trying. You yes. like it. You're in No deep. more yeah. imposter syndrome. Right. It's like, yeah. once we really fake it, yeah. You know, until we make, then we're like, oh fuck, we're making we're it. We're making it. Oh, and this no. is fucking dope. Right. And um I just I just love that you're in the New York comedy scene. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> oh, we need you. more voices like you. We need more faces like you. Yeah. And and also that. women who fucking say their age. Yeah. Why the fuck are we not doing that? We can, we can bleep can't. that out, the fifty thing. We no, can bleep that out. Fine. That's not <laughs> wait, I'm 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 slow. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So let me ask you this, though. What was your defining moment when you were like, because you said you came here at 40, you started Mm -hmm. at 37. Mm -hmm. What happened at age 37 when you're like, fuck this noise, I'm doing this? Well, I had wanted to do stand-up since I was 15. Oh, my God! And I finally, it's a little morbid, but I was like, okay, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. My mother had had a serious stroke when she was like 46. Mm. And and so she was paralyzed like on her right side. And so I'm penciling my stroke in at like 41. Let me go ahead and just do comedy once. Right. So I could say that on some old bucket list thing. And then I can say that I've done it. And so I went up and my first set, as I was doing it, you know, you disassociate and you float above and you watch yourself do it. And then I got annoyed because I was like, oh, no, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. Now I got to figure out (laughs) how to change my life. So as I am telling jokes for the first time, my brain is also like... So, like, what do we do now? How how do we do this forever? I was annoyed that I now have to do comedy forever. I had a thing about, um, what, like uh, passive-aggressive pimps? 
<laughs> like, you know, just... Yes. What is, wait, wait, wait. Tim's up, hose down, honey, what's, Mr. What's White a, folks. What's a passive-aggressive pimp Just like? one who's, like, talking to his employees and is just like, oh, well, I mean, I get... You, you know, just being very... <laughs> Like, you're not going to hit them, but you're just like, huh, oh, it seems like other people are able to do it. But, I mean, if you can't, <laughs> oh if like you can't work with them. The pimp you know, that has well, mother-in-law energy. Yeah, but yeah exactly. It. Like, that whole thing. Yeah. Just kind of goofy things like that. Okay, we got some questions from audience members. This is very exciting. Oh, this is a nerdy one. So perfect for you guys. <laughs> we wear glasses. All right. I don't think Shalewa is see. actually nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes are bad. You nerd. <laughs> okay, the, the question is, what's the difference between a 401k and an IRA? Which gets me closer to early retirement. <laughs> Shalewa, do you want to take this? Because maybe you have a stronger prescription than I, I do. do. I, I, I do <laughs> not. Um, I will say, but they are progressive. So I do have two prescriptions. Um, let's see. The IRA, I think there's something there with a Roth IRA. Both of them are things that I have signed up for without knowing what they are. Right. <laughs> me too. I thought um, it was Ira the whole time. Yeah. I would love to meet Ira. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, if you take money out of the 401k, you will have to pay taxes on it. Yes. If you take money out of the 401k before, the, before you're 59 and a half years old, yeah, before it's maturity. To, yeah. you what can does IRA stand for? Independent retirement account. You can take money out of your IRA if you're making like uh, your first home purchase. Okay. All yeah, right. You can, take, you can do that. And then you can also, I think, borrow against a 401k for the same purposes. Mm-hmm. But like a 401k is, it's employer based. Right. So it's your, it's the company that you work for. It's their retirement Fun and hopefully they'll match whatever you put in. Aww. If it's a if hopefully. it's a good company, absolutely. And it probably isn't if you're in America. Listen, <laughs> good luck though. My husband's from Holland. These motherfuckers take like three month vacation. Yeah, that's wild. Right, that right, is right, wild. Right, they get a right. whole year off from maternity right. leave. Right. Yeah. So they can heal. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I'm just like, I, can't we I the best have of both worlds. Things but, set up for retirement, and yet I also don't actually see myself retiring. Right. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what that world is. Like, I literally see myself doing the makeup for my Netflix special in the bathroom of my day job. Do yes. you know, like, that's how yeah. I see yes. these kind of things. I'm with that Whoopi Goldberg, Joan Rivers, Betty White mm. life where mm-hmm. I want to be an adult diapers hosting SNL. <laughs> yeah. For, for, shuffle yeah, yeah, my yeah. ass. I want to, I definitely want to. Shuffle wanna. my ass to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is a fun question. I recently moved to BK. Lately, lots of friends and family have wanted to visit. I'm still new to the city and having a hard time figuring out how to best host them. And I want to create a dope New York experience. P.S. Also, I'm black. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be done, then. Mm. Oh, that's hard. Was she saying that she was black because we would have said, just tell them to stay somewhere else. And she's like, I'm black. I'm black. Yeah, yeah. So I, take that off the table. I, I think it's like right. that. I'm black. And then also, yeah. I'm going to have a really hard time trying to impress them or have anything be the way that they right. want it. Yeah. So, so huh. The walking, just tell tell your folks they're going to have to walk. 
Oh my tell god. Them, tell them, tell them that there are lots okay. of stairs. Tell Less them there are lots of stairs. It's okay. It's fine. Tell them they won't get murdered. Yeah. You can feel it after like three blocks <laughs> with black family. They're just like, where where is MoMA then? You know? How far <laughs> is it? Yeah. Are we, gonna meet go. the, are we gonna meet MoMA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, we ain't even got to Guggenheim yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just explain to them comfortable shoes and say, even yeah. if they mm-hmm. don't match mom wear the comfortable shoes <laughs> yes please don't and and, and those also, sandals are not just because they're flats doesn't mean yeah. they're comfortable um yeah. two more questions these mm. are real cute okay the first one is <laughs> if my partner wants to eventually move across the country how do i thoughtfully engage with their wants while realistically prioritizing my own goals Oh, okay. So you don't want to go. That is. So you don't want to go. I mean, I'm hearing what I'm hearing is you don't want to go. How do I? I'm picking up a a sense of I don't want to go. I don't want to go. So you don't want to go. So how do I tell them? Yeah, this is my out. Is also a side note. Um, Right. Okay. So what then you're going to have to do is decide real quickly the thing that you're trying to save. What is this thing that you're like? Well, I mean, I, I, I want to respect that you have to leave, but I have this that I'm working on. What's the this? Uh, have you ever done long distance? No, I barely do next to me. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, oh my goodness, full of advice and I got I nothing. Uh-uh, no. Yeah, I did yeah. long distance for two years in New York to Amsterdam for my husband, wow. with mm-hmm. my husband, with my then boyfriend. Right. Because I knew there was no other dick I wanted to sit on. Sure. Right. Like, I, I knew mean, when that. you know, when you know, yes. you, that's I not, know this forever. question isn't. I just, mm-hmm. but for me, what really helps me is a pro and con list. Hmm. Like, like I actually mm. have to write it down. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I say this all the time. Once I figure out the why, then I like kind of have the answer. It's just like, why do I not want to go? Right. Wouldn't it be exciting? Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. you don't want to leave your apartment, your goals, or be with this person anymore. <laughs> right, right. I, I feel like this is a very genteel couple and I would love to see them argue. You know, mm. it feels like they would never <laughs> yeah. just come out and be like, fuck that. I won't do that shit. It's just like, but I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that I'm not getting through to you in the manner by which I I think they're both customer service representatives and they're locked in the ultimate conflict. No, customer service representatives would yell at each other because they have to stay calm for the customer (laughs) for eight to nine hours. So it is. That's why there's always... It's like the teacher coming home and yelling at our kids. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I really feel bad. I have a couple of friends like what you're saying where they really can't express how they're feeling because they don't want to be the bad guy mm-hmm. right. and hurt each other's feelings. Right. right. Deliberately. And no. so they're like, their insides are literally like burning up because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like holding it all in. Right. Yeah. And so like, we'll just have like a gallon of wine or a box of wine <laughs> and then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll bring it up in jest. A bucket of wine. Yeah. We all have mm-hmm. purple lips and we can finally talk about their feelings. It's like, <laughs> this game of trivia was so long. It was so long. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about Jenga, bitch. Tell him how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't want to go to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that person just has to say, I don't know. You know, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if I want to go and then see where it goes from there. I bet you at no point 
Has just, this person gone, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. Just I O double N O. Yeah. I don't know. She has got to own it. That you person might has think to it own might it. It might not happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it'll take care of itself. Sometimes that happens. Right. Where it's just like, oh, it didn't work out. Okay, I didn't even have to like do a thing. Oh, but right. that is holding in a fart for so long and yeah. just hoping, wishing, Look, praying. If anyone knows what it's like to hold in a fart, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're welcome, guys. You're welcome for this whole time in this small room, okay? Because I had the sweet potatoes. You did have the sweet potatoes. Those okay. are rooters and tutors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is an exciting question. Hmm. What I love is that it seems like a simple question, but it is, it really is people needing help. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's really try So to here's, help. here's the question What's one routine I should add to my life to make my work day or regular life more exciting and fruitful? More exciting and fruitful. Yeah. Ooh. And I get this because you get stuck in the mundane of okay. responsibility mm-hmm. and what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, chilled rosé, thank you so much, and some dried <laughs> mango slices. Hmm. But then you want to do something fun and new, but you don't want to... I don't want to go to a class. I don't want to meet new friends. Right. I don't want to have to, like, sign up and... Like, mm-hmm. I can barely want to, like, pay for an app. Sure. So how do you add something to your life to make it more fruitful? Hmm. Fruitful, Shalewa? Um, try making a food that you've never Ooh, had before. Not yes. just ordering it, but actually yes, cooking cool. it. You got snaps from Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, can you snap in that mic again? Oh, yes. I it never is do that. Fruit that makes it fruity. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that, that might be it. Because if cooking is your thing, then that's a way to get into. It's an expression. Yeah. And if it's not your thing, well, now we're trying that. So even if whatever you cook isn't all that great. At least you tried. Made it. I yeah. find that way. I find that about cocktails. Ooh. Like when I, okay. when you, Ooh. you're Wait, like, now, oh. Now, yeah. now. <laughs> like I, have, I have a cocktails book and I, I love uh, like making a newbie. You when know? my husband froths an egg white, Sucking his dick right off. Wow. I'm sucking his dick right off. No, I can see why. A little gentle, like syrupy cherry, overpriced Uh cherry thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to pretend like he's choking it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretending because that's delicious. Oh, the little egg white frothy. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah. Are you kidding? Like, Thank you for elevating this show. Yeah, 100%. It is it's all gutter all the time. I'm talking about egg froths and fucking yeah. blowjobs. Yeah, and we sputter on the gutter and you, and you are just lifting this up. 100%. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, go to Shalewa's website or listen to her podcast. <laughs> The war, the war, war room. The, the war report. The yeah. war report. The war yeah. report. I was just listening to you. I was just looking for it. I was listening to, to this episode of the war report where you were talking about how you were, when you were a kid, you were sick and stay home and you just wanted to sleep. And that was it. And then, like, you lived across from a bowling alley and a grocery oh, yes. store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you was, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was just, no, no. that That's made me mean. laugh so yeah. much. Were you like a grown up when you were six? I mean, it's looking like. It's looking like from stories, things that that you piece together. It is is looking like I've been not necessarily an old soul, Mm -hmm. but definitely a crotchety old man. (laughs) Like I've definitely been Benjamin Button with titties. Yeah. I think old souls become young spirits. Oh, yeah. Well, then my sister was definitely the old soul. Whereas I've just stayed crotchety throughout. (laughs) Throughout. Throughout, just a steady, like, harumph. 
There's you, always an element of that's harumph. so funny. I don't get crotchety, but I definitely I get, get um, like stone, like the stone cold, mm-hmm. which I love. But I think there's a lot going on under there, and so I'm always like. What is it? <laughs> That's what I love about it. Yes. Everybody, please go and watch uh, Shalewa's show, Bust Down. Is it out now? It yes. is out. It's out yes. on Amazing. Peacock right now. Amazing. Yes. Can't wait. Uh, can you tell me just a little bit about your character before we have to go? Oh, sure. Um, well, it's a, a show that was put together by uh, Langston Kerman, Chris Red, Sam Jay, and Jack Knight. And cool. it's basically just them being extremely silly based in a casino mm. in the Midwest. And I'm on a an episode where they are dealing with the homeless, actually. Mm. Wow. And so I'm there as one of their former employees. Oh, oh. bringing it full circle. Like, yeah. Well, fantastic. Yeah, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for fucking coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love that so much. Yeah. Like, what a beautiful ass story. Uh, I mean... Like I said, very inspiring. Yes. Like, I, I was just like, damn, what's my excuse? You know? No, I mean, you're out here doing it. Yeah, but she doing it. She doing it, doing it. And yeah. I, I, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, no one's gonna bet on you like you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, do fucking you. Don't wait for somebody else. Yep. You know? Don't wait. Just be your own advocate. Get out there. Do it. I hope people listening today are like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Like, get, off, get your ass off the couch. Are you going to give me some Kim Kardashian? Don't fucking be lazy. Get your ass up and fucking work. <laughs> okay, Kim. No, but, um, yeah, I think it's really important for people to know it doesn't matter how old you are or how much experience you have at something. If you really, really love it and you feel the desire to do it, do it. You don't have to tell everybody. You don't need everyone's permission. But it's just the messages that we're getting from society. It's like the 20 under 20, the 30 under 30, the 40, yes. you know, like that kind of yes. thing. It's like youth is prized. Yeah. I always say yeah. that people love logic. Mm-hmm. They love the black and white. They love like, well, it's either this or this. But real love and growth and experience and humanity is the shades of gray in between. Oh! <laughs> what you going to put it on? I don't know yet, honey. A sandwich? A magnet? I don't know yet. Oh, my God. But I say that all the time because I had a surrogate for my kids. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make me any less of their mom. Mm. You, I don't, know? you know what? It's not yeah. as black and white that you get to have a baby and be a mom. You can be a mom but without even having kids, you know? You can just take care of people. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I'm just really inspired by Shalewa. And what's so exciting, too, is that she's about to turn 50 and she's only getting started. Yeah, you know what I mean? right? Like, that's the fucking dope part. Like, I yeah. can see it. It's, like, real fucking fun to watch. So, <laughs> let, let's ask uh, this, which is which is kind of our wrap-up portion of the evening. Yeah. What's been your rose? What's been your thorn? What's been your bud? Rose, thorns, buds. You go. You go. Okay. Cool. Let's see. I'll start with Rose. Uh, Rose was that, and maybe this is a little selfish, but I got my first, really my first offer on something that I didn't ever audition for. Nice. It's a good feeling, right? That's a really, I was like, I had to read the email a couple times. It's like, are you you sure? Are you sure? Wait, this is our, what? Do you remember what I told you at the Ponce de Leon situation when we were having an (laughs) overpriced pretzel when you told me you're doing the AMC show and I cried? Yes, I remember that so well. Because I knew it was happening. Oh, what, what was happening? That I was becoming something? <laughs> <laughs> you were always something, but now people oh. were starting to recognize it. Oh, that's so sweet. 
You so sweet. No shit. Thorn this week. Uh, haven't had one yet. And <laughs> oh, you can just skip it. <laughs> no, I haven't okay. had. I really haven't had one yet. There hasn't been like a down spot. Yeah. But we're only halfway through the week, and I guess <laughs> one to grow on is just, and it always remains this is uh, being more organized. Just being more organized, being more responsible for my things. Yeah. And um, really looking out for myself at night. My mornings go really well, but my night prep, I make excuses as to why I shouldn't like, uh, why charge your phone? Why wash my face? Why do anything, you know? That's me and eating at the end of the day. Like I'm so good for the first half of the day. And then when I just get home, I'm like, hell yeah. I just need to stuff whatever I can in my face and go to bed. You ever taken a little bit of chocolate and peanut butter and just throw that in? Yeah. And put it on top of ice cream. Who the fuck are you talking to, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck are you talking to? I don't wear anything with zippers anymore. This this is a coat. There's no buttons or zippers. Um, But rose, thorns, and bud. Um, You know, I have. They call these three-year-olds now that are so sassy and grown, they call them three-nagers. <laughs> so I have a couple of three-nagers, y'all. And just a whole ass opinions. And um, What about what? Just everything. What are you just talking everything. about? Just Ice Age or Bluey or I don't want to wear these socks. Or um, <laughs> don't touch me, mama. I don't like the... Don't, don't do my hair. Uh... Or cut my nails, like all over the place. I can't believe I'm hearing that all over the place. out of their cute little mouths. Out of their cute little mouths, all over the place. And so, um, no, I don't accept. The, that. My rose is that they, I see their little minds developing, and they're becoming mm-hmm. so independent and wonderful and juicy and yummy. And my thorn is that I lost my temper in the car because they learned how to open the door. Yep, yep, they're gonna do that. The black mom at a Target came out. I was like, don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. That's dangerous. I was like, and then I'm like, please don't do that because, but I already saw them just so disappointed with me. Yeah. And they shut down and I just picked them up from daycare. We were all so happy to see each other. And they just like tried to open the door and they were proud of themselves for opening the door. But I also was like in the middle of a fucking road. Oh my God. And um, was it on the freeway? No, no freeway. It was a back road, but still. Okay, but still like, in all. Don't do that. Yeah, not and cute. so I apologized to them. It was the first time I had to apologize to them. Wow. Because they understood that I did something bad. Can I ask you a question? Please. Did your parents ever apologize to you when they got upset? No! Then that's a really cool thing because my parents never apologized to me when they get upset. And I think uh, breaking that cycle is it's really important, especially when you don't have any examples. Be the change you want to see. I know that sounds so hashtaggy, but that's Gandhi. It's true. Yeah, but, but everything, everyone lives in hashtags <laughs> and like t-shirts and tote bags. <laughs> You're like um, Gandhi. Yeah, what um, a fucking hashtag. I know, jerk. but it's true. Um, you really just treat yeah. people how you want to be treated, even yeah. if those people are your people and they're little people. Because yeah. I don't want them going around yelling at people for no reason, losing their temper. And they're all gonna, they're already going to do that because they live in New York. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're I don't see do enough that. of it already. And yeah. so um, the bud is that we are growing together. Hey. Yeah. You and the kids or me yeah. and you? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening to our show. We appreciate you. We love you. We don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you guys have any donations that you want to know, then it almost feel like like that. Like like we're brought to you by donations. I know. Who yeah. wants some coffee beans? Anyways, yeah. um, yeah, take care of yourself, but don't forget to wash. Like especially, just check under your fucking fingernails. People, like, just look under your fingernails. Look behind your ears. Look in. This is your assignment, okay. everyone. Right. Look in those crevices. Okay, like what we do in the shadows, type shit on your body. <laughs> just do that, cause yuck. That's all. <laughs> That's all. I gotta go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Natalie Rin. Senior managing producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Andrew Epen. And engineered by Ryo Baum. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Our theme song is by DJ Don Will. Photography by Gijs Vendermost. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Executive produced by Karen Kilgariff, Georgia Harstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show and visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase adulting merch.